and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month does a thing. And happy new fear. It's the future, 2020. So I thought I'd do Jurassic Park because reasons? Is this the ultimate Spielberg movie? Maybe not. However, this did kick off the dinosaur fad of the 90s that brought us everything from Super Mario Brothers to Dinosaurs. Do you remember that old TV show? It was terrible. Based on a 1990 book by Michael Crichton that Juniper snapped up for $2 million before he even bloody saw print. This was in the works for three years and for forced forward special effects with its mix of ground-breaking CGI and practical effects. And so a juggernaut was born. I saw this in mid-August 1993 on a Monday afternoon after the opening weekend, which pissed me off, but everything was sold out, so I had to bloody well wait. And this thing blew my fragile little mind. Now, 27 years later and five movies, will this thing still do so? With its $63 million budget, this thing pulled in $1 billion. Starring Samuel, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sir Richard Attenborough, Joseph Mazzarino, Ariana Richards, Wayne Knight and Samuel L. Jackson. Directed by Steven Spielberg. The plot, a billionaire builds what he thought would be the ultimate theme park with real, live, living dinosaurs. However, when a greedy computer programmer on a dark and stormy night turns off the security protocols to steal the embryo dinosaurs, uh, the dinosaurs escape, run amok and kill people. Can a kid hating a paleontologist and a paleobotanist assistant, a chaotician, mathematician, a billionaire, and his grandkids survive the night. I find out here. And welcome to Jurassic Park. No expense spared. So, the movie opens up with studio logos as it opens up on the death of an unfortunate dog hand as a raptor tries to have a midnight snack. This is over the introduction to the head game warden, Muldoon, played by Robert Peck. He screams, SHOOT HER! As a poor dock hand is eating alive. And oh yeah, this is happening on Isla Nubla, 120 miles off Costa Rica. Two things here. One, why aren't the dinosaurs tranked in transportation? And two, why isn't this entrance all bloody uh, mechanical? I mean, you've got people manually pushing the, the cage in and opening the cages up. Why isn't it all done uh, mechanically? Moving the fuck right on. Weeks later, on a raft for some reason, we meet park lawyer Gerario, played by Martin Ferrero. He's going to meet Hammond's mine owner, Rosatango, played by Miguel Sandova. For reasons? He tells him Hammond isn't there. He's visiting his daughter, who's getting a divorced Karen. Gennaro states it's a $20 million lawsuit, and Hammond isn't there. Uh, he then goes on to say he'll have to do a full inspection. Okay then, so one guy gets killed and that's $20 million. It's a bit cheap as not. A miner comes out, shouting to Rosango as he shows him a mosquito trapped in amber, which is turned into Hammond's cane top. Cut to Death Valley, 
and an introduction to Dr. Alan Grant, played by Sam Neill of the Omen 2, Jack Marquise, Dead Calm, Hunt for October, Mouth of Madness, Event Horizon, Daybreakers, and a Hunt for the Wilder People, and of course, a Jurassic World 3. He's digging up some raptor bones, alongside his assistant girlfriend, Dr. Ellie Sattler, played by Laura Dern of Mask, no not the Jim Carrey one, but the Cher one, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, Little Fockers, Fault in Her Stars, and Little Woman 2019. They're called over to test out a brand new, at the time, ground-penetrating radar that shows a 3D image of some dinosaur bones. Here he explains his theory that dinosaurs are actually birds and not lizards. And cue a little spoiled brat with, That's not scary, that's a six-foot turkey! Uh, by the way, this little guy is Freddy's kid from Nightmare on Elm Street 5. So, Grant explains in great details how this six-foot turkey hunts and kills, putting the fear of God into this little shit. And didn't I say he hates kids, also computers, and any tech? Is this guy me? Hmm. A helicopter arrives at the sparks panic in the camp. As in the bullet trailer, we meet billionaire John Hammond, played by Sir Richard Attenborough of The Great Escape, a Miracle on 34th Street, and Elizabeth. He tells them if they'll spend a weekend at the park, he'll pay them for the dig for a further three years. With that, they're still on the copter, and didn't I mention, they've spared no expense. I swear to God, that's Hammond's catchphrase for crying out loud. Cut to San Jose, Costa Rica. And direction reduction to a greedy computer programmer, Dennis Nerdry, played by Wayne Knight of Seinfeld, Third Rock from the Sun, Toy Story 2, Kung Fu Panda movies, and a slew of other stuff. He's paid by industrial spy Dodson, paid by Cameron Thor, $750,000 in cash up front, and then a further $50,000 for each dinosaur sample he steals, making a grand total of $1.5 million. God, he's cheap. He hands them a shaving can with a chilled freezer compartment. Then Nerdry tells him his plan to steal the dinosaur samples. On a helicopter heading to the island, we meet Dr. Malcolm, played by Jeff Goblin of The Fly. Transylvania 65,000, Earth Girls Are Easy, Independence Day Movies, Cats and Dogs, Igby Goes Down, and Thor Ragnarok. He's basically playing Jeff Goblin and every single fucking thing he's in. You know, the smart guy, full of himself, fast talker, full of shit, and will try to hit on any woman he fucking sees. Yeah, that Jeff Goblin. Also, I forgot the ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, Jeff Goblin. The ah, life will, ah, will uh, uh, find a way. Yeah, that one. <clears throat> He spouts his thoughts on the chaos theory, then pisses off Hammond, and he also hits on Ellie because of course he does. They land on a really bumpy helicopter ride on the way down, as here Grant off he is smart in a MacGyver way as he ties his seatbelts together. Once on the ground, Hammond assures the quote, a blood-sucking lawyer, everything is in place, relax and enjoy the ride. Then he shows off the park's big attraction in real-life dinosaurs, as Dr. Grant has a panic attack over the thought of a T-Rex. And I've got to say, after 25-plus years, the CGI still holds up, even better than some of the day's CGI. What the hell is wrong with today's CGI? Why is it so fecking shit? I mean, Jesus, jinkies. Moving the hell right on. 
Over lunch, Hammond explains his plans and how all this was made possible. And one thing here, Hammond says there'll be theme park rides, yet there's not one theme park ride in any of these fucking movies. Not even in Jurassic World, I don't think so. Hmm. What did the theme park rides go? On to a terrible VT, as Hammond explains cloning and how he got the dino DNA from a mosquito trapped in amber. Also, why they had to use frog DNA to fill in the gaps. Therefore, these are not fucking dinosaurs. These are bloody hybrids. The obnoxious cartoon Mr. DNA is voiced by uh, Grey Buster. Or Gary Buster, even. I don't know what his name is. As the ahem, ride continues, we meet Dr. Wu, played by B.D. Wong of Father of the Bed movies, Oz, Mulan movies, Law and Order, SVU, Gotham, and Mr. Robot. Hammond shows him because he insists to be at the birth of every single dinosaur born in Jurassic Park, thinking they will unprint on him, because that's how that works. Dr. Malcolm says, but what about the ones born in the wild? So Dr. Wu states they're all female, so how can they breed? And here Malcolm hits them with life will hum fine hoey. And I've got to say, the Stan Wilson robots in this movie all throughout are in top bloody well notch. Anyway, Hammond shows them the raptor pen as it lowers down a cow to feed them. And then he asks who's hungry. As over lunch, Dr. Malcolm expresses his view that this is going go so wrong so fast. Also, it's wrong they haven't learned any of the bloody information or any of the knowledge. They're just standing on the shoulders of geniuses and continuing the following steps. Cue Malcolm's speech. And before you know it, you had them patented, packaged and slapped in a plastic orange box and now you're selling it. Well, there you have it. It's just wrong. Or was to that effect. How very American, I have to say. I mean, before you even know it, you've slapped it on a plastic orange box and fucking patented it and selling it and blah, 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 blah. He also adds... Your scientists were too busy on whether they sh could, didn't think whether they should. After Hammond adds, what if I brought condors back from existence? As Malcolm adds, dinosaurs had their shot. Nature picked them for extinction, not man. Ellie adds, they pick plants because they'll look pretty, but these are all poisonous plants. How the fuck do they know what they're doing? Even Dr. Grant adds, dinosaurs and man, two species 65 million years apart, now tossed together. Who knows what will happen? So the only person in Hammond's side is a blood-sucking lawyer. The, <coughs> quote, target audience arrive in the form of Timmy, played by Joseph Mazzarello of Starkid, Simon Birch, Social Network, CGI, uh, CGI, G.I. Joe, Retaliation and a Bohemian Rhapsody. And Lex, played by Ariana Richards of Tremors, Space Invaders, and a boatload of Hallmark movies. Surprisingly, for kids, they don't work my last nerve. Although I think Lex is a bit, little bit of a Mary Sue here, as she can instantly hack anything. I love how Samuel plays it mildly annoyed at just the thought of these two little kids running around. The tour begins in self-driving jeeps because they're spared no expense. And this could have easily been a cheesy-ass B-movie. I got it. A bad computer programmer. Tropical storms. No old kids. Dinosaurs, etc, etc. Yet somehow this somehow works. It has the Spielberg magic. Muldoon warns Hammond there's a storm heading their way. Yet he continues the tour anyway. What a bloody old idiot. Oh yeah. 
and hold on to your butts as we just to Ray Arnold, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, well, bloody well, everything. I mean, I think half my bloody podcasts are him. <laughs> He's the chief computer type person. Anyway, he starts to tour while ever chain smoking. I swear to God, everything he's in, he's got a fucking cigarette hanging out of his bloody mouth. Entering the park, Dr. Malcolm sees the huge gates and asks, What do they have in there? King Atom Kong? The two is a bust, two no shows, and a sick triceratops. Meanwhile, Hammond has a go at the slob that is nerdy. With all the bugs that are being piling up, 251 to date in one day. Jesus. He fires back. Quote, Do you know anyone who can run this park with minimal staff for three days straight and run... Thousands of lines of co- code for the money you're paying me. Uh, mate, you're a fucking computer programmer. You bid for a fucking job. Why are you bitching and moaning at bloody Hammond, you... Mm. As back with the tour outside the T-Rex pen. And surprise, it's a no-show. So they try to attempt it with a goat, but it doesn't work. Malcolm explains. Quote, a T-Rex doesn't work to plan. It's the essence of chaos. Then he explains to Dr. Sadler the whole butterfly effect to her. And then he hits on her as the rain... Sorry, as he pours water on her hand. Dr. Grant... As, sorry, as the tour continues, Dr. Grant sees a sick dino, so jumps out as Ellie follows him. This leaves Dr. Malcolm alone, once again saying chaos rules, blah, 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 blah. Back in the control room, Nerdy puts his plan into action to steal the dinosaur embryos by turning off all the security. Meanwhile, at the six triceratops, Ellie thinks it's poisoned itself on the deadly plants found on the island, so she digs into the big pile of dino shit to find out. And quote, that's one big pile of shit. The storm hits, so the group head back all but Ellie, who stays to help the triceratops. Back to Dennis, or Nerdy. And I love the fact his video call is just that, it's a video playback on QuickTime, how very 90s. Anyway, he turns everything off, steals the samples, however gets lost in a storm, and is eaten by a Dilophosaurus. As alarms start to go off across the park, the fences fail, and the dinosaurs get out. With the rain pouring, the tour stops outside the T-Rex pen. Here she escapes, first eating the goat, much to Lexi's surprise because she's a vegetarian. And then she attacks the kid's jeep. The lawyer runs for his life and is eaten on the toilet. Dr. Grant tries to save the kids, who are now panicking as they're flashing right in the T-Rex's eyes, as the T-Rex is now ripping into the bloody well jeep. Dr. Malcolm tries to help, but he ends up getting stood on and is out for pretty much most of this bloody well movie. The kid's jeep is then pushed over into the T-Rex pen, as it falls into a tree, however, Dr. Grant saves them. I've got to say, this T-Rex suit is pretty cool. Although, it's a mix of a guy in a suit with miniatures and a hint of CGI. It still bloody well works and she is still bloody well impressive. And note, the water thumps as a T-Rex is walking around. It is done by a guitar string plucked underneath the glass under the dashboard. This is where the fun begins. Although, I will ask, could a glass roof hold back a T-Rex? Hmm. Also note, uh, this thing wasn't designed to be soaked in water, and indeed Spielberg told robotic technical type guys it wouldn't be. So when it was soaked, it took Creo to dry out, and this pissed off the bloody production crew. 
Oh, and Spielberg was filming this alongside Schindler's List, so he wasn't on set much. Well, the parks are anyway, um, because the rest of the stuff was done on a set. This whole T-Rex stuff was done in Hawaii, so moving on. And you can tell maybe between the actual Hawaii stuff and the set stuff, because you can see the backdrops are not quite matching, but moving on. Anyway... Uh, the T-Rex is stomping free, and now the raptors are out. Oh, and note, the lawyer getting eaten on the toilet is CGI. Well, it is when a T-Rex lifts it and offs him up and eats him anyway, but I uh, didn't even notice that until this viewing. Also, I'm going to ignore the fact that there's a huge gap between the road and a T-Rex pen, which wasn't there before. As the jeep falls into a tree, the kids and Dr. Grant settle down for the night until a brontosaurus sneezes over Rex. So that's her intention. Years of body therapy then, and we never feel come again. Ellie, who is now back in the control room, goes out with Muldoon to find the others. They find the crash site, but no one there. So leave, however just before they find Dr. Malcolm in the toilet and what's left of the lawyer, they stick him in a jeep and run just as a T-Rex shows up to chase them. Luckily, they must go faster and escape. Back with Dr. Grant and the kids and they have now bonded. Cut to Ellie eating ice cream and jelly because there's almost time for jello with Hammond explaining where he got his money from, i.e. running some fairground fucking shyster circus flea the hell it was until Ellie points out that Jurassic Park is one big flea circus it's all an illusion people are dying and he must snap the fuck out of it and get these people off the island it's now morning the storm has came and went in record time I mean the kids are in a fucking tree how the hell did they get sucked out by the oh moving the hell right on Dr. Grant and the kids are fine because reasons Speaking of which, once after the tree, Dr. Grant finds dinosaur eggs, then explains to Tim all dinosaurs are female, however sometimes, in some species, frogs can turn from one sex to another. Ooh, Kira, I guess life will find a way. In that case, why haven't any of the bloody uh, park workers found uh, dinosaur eggs, or indeed seen the dinosaurs having fucking sex? Moving on, Hammond wants to reboot the entire systems. After a quick argument with Hammond, Mr. Arnold, control up deletes the entire park. It works, kinda. The Macs have rebooted, but the power is out. So out goes Mr. Arnold to turn back on the power. Too bad he's eaten, because he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't take a tasered gun, or even a gun, or a fucking flashlight to go across the park, even though he knows there's fucking dinosaurs running amok. Back to the kids. As they see a flock of Gallimimus, Gallimimus, that fucking thing, heading their way along with a T-Rex that feeds on one of the sick ones. It's half an hour later, Arnold is a no-show, so out go Ellie and Muldoon to find him. Here Muldoon is stalked and killed by raptors as Ellie finds Mr. Arnold's arm. You could say he gave her a hand. She fights off a raptor and then puts the power back on as cut to... Dr. Grant and the kids climbing the electrified fence. Ellie turns on the power as Tim is about to jump off, sending him flying into Dr. Grant's arms. He's okay. Bullshit! 10,000 folks electricity through his arse and he's okay? I think not. Now back at the visitor centre, everything is okay. Wrong! The raptors have stalked the kids into the kitchen. 
in. I'm not going to lie here, this is a pretty cool and pretty intense scene. Lex tricks a raptor into skidding into the kitchen floor using a reflection. Tim bilges away from one as locks it in a freezer. And I still remember the gasps in the cinema when the raptor opened the kitchen door. People were stunned. And I wonder to this day how much is CGI and how much is bloody robots. Anyway, there's two raptors left. So Dr. Grant, armed with a shotgun, hunts them down, but Ellie pulls them into the control room where she has to reboot the entire system. Too bad, the raptors have followed them and tried to get in for a quick snack. Dr. Ellie and Grant hold the door closed as Lex, using her super duper hacking skills, reboots the entire park. Unfortunately, the raptors break through the glass due to Tim being a complete idiot and just standing there doing bugger all. He can't, why could he held a fucking gun to Ellie? The raptors chase them through the visitor centre. As they're trapped, luckily, the T-Rex comes out of nowhere and saves the day by eating the Velociraptors. And bullshit! How the fuck did this T-Rex tiptoe around if every time she's on screen, her fucking footprint thunder the bloody bell ground? Moving the hell right on. The jeeps come, the helicopters land, they all leave Jurassic Park. It's all over, as three pelicans fly in formation behind the copter. So that was Jurassic Park. What can I say? The effects still hold up. It's still intense. It's a fun, ridiculous, wild ride. And some of this is just ridiculously dumb. But it's a classic for a reason. I'm going to give this thing a 9 out of 10. Eh, maybe 8, 9 or whatever. Come back next week as I look at Jurassic Park 2 and then the rest of the month for the rest of the franchise. February is Fierce Females, March is Not So Marvelous March and April is WrestleMania. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com Check out my other franchise podcasts of Superman, Captain America, Omen, Psycho, The Fly and many more. Also, my solo podcast of The Thing, Dracula, Christine, The Shining, and many, many more. Now, check my second podcast, The Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, where every two weeks myself and my co-host look at all things B to Z, the very best of the very bad. A bye, and remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to. And just because you can, doesn't mean you should. A bye.